Broadcasting live, live and around the world. Around the world. From Cabana One, the only podcast that's all ball bearings. Your ultimate source for everything Fletch. Moon River. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Laker Jim and his beat reporters will stop at nothing to make sure Fletch lives forever. Forever. They don't shower much. This is Fletchcast. Thank you, Sammy, and welcome, everybody, to Fletchcast. I'm your host, Laker Jim. The summer is heating up. And the Fletch news is sizzling. Today, we got word that fans will not need to wait longer than September 16th to see the new installment of Fletch. Joining me as always, Jake and Big Bob Boys. The news today is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this for how long? 35 (laughs) years or so. And then since we started, uh, let's see, when did you start the website? Uh, What year was was that? uh, 1998. So it's been like 23 years. I cannot believe it. But yeah, just in like eight weeks or so, as we record this, we're actually going to see it. And I'm already taking the day off of work. I am ready to go. <laughs> did you already put in for that day? Oh, yes, I did. I put it in as soon as I sent LJ the story this morning. I was like, mm, day off. <laughs> now we know the date. We know that September 16th will be the first day we'll be able to see Fletch. Now beyond that, it's a little bit of a gray area. All right, all gray. Charcoal. Charcoal is right. But before we get into all the Fletch news, I do want to mention one thing. The Fletchcast was nominated for a podcast award. Let me just interrupt. Being nominated is just as honorable as being a winner. Congratulations, really. Congratulations. You did a great job. Thank you, Chev. But he is right. We are completely blown away and honored by the nomination. But we need the Fletch fans' help. We need you to give us a vote. So log on to podcastawards.com, register your name and email. Don't forget to click that little box to say you'll vote in the next round too. And you'll be sent an email. Once you verify your email address, you'll be brought to the categories where you can vote. Now, we're located in two categories, People's Choice, the very first one, and the very last category, TV and Film. That's the big one. That's the one we want to win. And make sure you vote for everybody in between. Verify your email address. That's how the vote's going to count. But it would mean a lot to us to try to bring some hardware to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast over the last year, we'd appreciate it if you can give back by taking a few minutes to vote for us here. Let's show the world that Fletch is back. Podcastawards.com. Vote for Laker Jim's Fletchcast. I've had a couple of people say, hey, I can't find it. So make sure you're looking for Laker Jim. Right, right. We're in there alphabetically. If it can take someone like me who's so disorganized 90 seconds, uh, it could, you could probably beat my time. Think of that as a challenge. And, and the other thing I wanted to say is um, don't be afraid to, um, if you know any hackers that could, you know, bump up <laughs> our votes, give us like, you know, we're one vote. Buy like counts or something like that. Exactly. Like help us out. Like, I mean, you know. <laughs> I think what Bob's trying to say is don't be afraid to tell a friend. <laughs> Share it with a family member. Anyone you can get to vote, we would greatly appreciate Donald, it. We don't care what country you're from or whatever. <laughs> now that that's been said, let's get into the news. The Jane Doe Report. I'm turning the story over to a professional reporter. 
According to Deadline.com, Miramax has licensed worldwide distribution rights on the Greg Matola-directed John Hamm-starred Confessed Fletch to Paramount Global Content Distribution. The film will have a limited theater berth and go day-to-date with premium video on demand, September 16th. So that means essentially it goes into the movie theater and then it's also available for you on television if you don't want to go to the movie theater. Right. So the same the same day. day, you can watch it at home or you can go to a theater and see it. That's an easy decision, I right. think. But The comedy will then premiere on Showtime October 28th. So a month and a half after it's released. This reminds me of when the last Bill and Ted movie was released. Now, granted, it was during COVID. And it had a very limited theater release. I went and saw it at a theater here in Austin. and uh, But it was released the same day on premium. I think it was maybe like 20 bucks or 30 bucks to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I remember a few months later reading about the gross or the profits. And it was very profitable. I, I believe it, would, it made over $40 million. As far as like, com- I don't think it made it very much in the theater, but I think it did very well on that premium, you know, purchasing on demand. So I definitely think that this is a good thing. I'm glad it's going to be in the theaters. Obviously, I think the three of us will probably see it in the theater, um, but it, it's encouraging. Yeah, definitely. I don't really understand why they'd want to put it in a theater. Listen, movies that go into movie theaters nowadays, think about what you see in movie theaters. Uh, you know, all the Marvel movies, the Star Wars movies. Uh, we've had this conversation before, but putting a, a Fletch reimagined version of Fletch into the theaters, I guess it's best it's in select theaters because it limits the opportunity to be a bomb. Because I don't think a movie like this can survive if it was massively distributed to every single movie theater. So select theaters is good. But yeah, I think that what they're really trying to do right now is gauge how much interest there is for the future of the franchise by doing this. Would you agree? Yes. Certainly Greg Matola is excited. Let me read you the tweet that he put out today. Yeah. So very happy that Confess Fletch is coming September 16th in actual movie theaters, movie theaters in caps, then on to Showtime October 28th. So as a director, he seems thrilled that it's going to be in the movies. And you know what? I, I think what that can do is give Fletch a little bit of fanfare, a little bit of a premiere, you know, press, a little bit of Entertainment Tonight, mm-hmm. John Hamm, you know, on TV promoting the movie as well. So, I mean, I think if something just drops on to Netflix or Paramount Plus or Showtime, whatever, press and the fanfare is not really there. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got to be spread by word of mouth and by their stupid ranking system of, you know, putting Fletch as the number one movie or whatever that seems to work to get people to watch things. But, you know, this gives it a little bit of a more of a flair to it, I think. And I think that will benefit the movie. Yeah. A little bit of a cash pay to as it. it rolls into its multiple forms down the line. I don't know how popular Fletch is outside the U.S. Now, we do have a lot of people that listen to us in the U.K., and I know there was a question today on Twitter uh, from uh, one of our followers that lives in the UK about the release there. And I think it was basically, Matola did respond and say, you know, pretty much it was to be determined. But um, I think there's still a possibility that it could be in theaters, not only here in the States, but in other countries as well. And we, and we know that there are Fletch fans worldwide. That's true. Now, when they say limited release, is that... 1,500 theaters, 2,000 theaters, 5,000? Like no. What kind of 
I would say probably a hundred or two, maybe. I, that I would say I, I can't imagine it being, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. I think limited is probably more urban areas. Mm-hmm. I doubt you would see this in a rural area of like South Dakota, where we live, you know, in more urban areas. Right. I think there's definitely a good possibility that we'll be able to see it in the theater. You know, I think for me, I was not even aware that Showtime had a streaming service. I think when John Hamm and Greg Matola were kind of dropping little hints that it was going streaming, this is not what I really had in mind when I think of a streaming service. I agree with you. What exactly do you mean by that, though? You mean the, the actual Paramount service or or, or, no, or Showtime? No, Showtime. Showtime itself. Yeah, Showtime. Showtime okay. yeah. I forget yeah. what it's even called. Showtime Now or Showtime something. I, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Well, again, you know, this is this is all new to Paramount because I think that the deal with Showtime and Paramount just started. So I think that they're trying to boost the uh, the Showtime side of of the Paramount network. I mean, the Paramount is one of the most successful movie houses you'll ever come across, and they don't they don't shy away from sequel. Listen, I definitely agree with you that Paramount Plus is making some noise in the field of of streaming services, but why not push Fletch on that then? You know what I mean? You got Yellowstone. Why not continue to beef up Paramount? Maybe it was a better financial deal for them to have it go through Showtime directly through. But I think ultimately that's where it's going to wind up is Paramount Plus when it has its final resting home. Okay, so here's what I found out of Showtime versus Showtime Anytime, which is best for you. So there is the Showtime bundle, which uh, you can bundle Showtime and Paramount Plus. That's so both streaming services together, or they have Showtime Anytime. Mm-hmm. And Showtime Anytime is just a service you have if you have the Showtime subscription. Mm-hmm. So, say you have Showtime at home, you can just watch it right. pretty much anywhere or anytime. It's HBO Max. So, there is a difference. Yeah, basically. But um, I don't know if there's any specific content like HBO Max has their exclusive content. I don't know if. They're going to label this as a Showtime exclusive content. That's what I think. I guess they could. Yeah, that's yeah what I, I mean, so if they do it that way, then I could see where it could be, you know, something that they could promote and have future installments as, you know, a Showtime exclusive presents, you know, Fletch's Fortune or, you know, Fletch and the Man Who. Um, so I could see it maybe going that way. When it hits uh, Showtime on October 28th, I think it's going to actually do a world premiere debut on actual Showtime. Yes. Like like the, whatever their top channel is. Like it's like, you know, remember the old HBO when like the new movies would premiere on like Sunday night, you know, oh, it's Sunday night. Yeah. At least initially for Confess. Maybe they're using Confess Fletch as Showtime's Yellowstone. And they're hoping that this is the thing that gets people's attention. I, I think that's a good point. When Yellowstone and, and, and other content uh, got put on Paramount Plus, they had not established themselves in the market. Now, with that Deadline.com article, did you did you read John Hamm's comment at the bottom? Uh, he was just talking about how he wanted to play it for a lengthy amount of time. I believe that's what the quote said down at the bottom there, LJ. Yeah, I can't wait for people to see uh, what I hope to be the first of many installments in Gregory, Gregory McDonald's wonderful detective novel series. So he's thinking long term with this thing. And that's and let me tell you why that why Paramount suits so well for this. I'm going to read you a few of just just a couple. Just bear with me. All right. Just a few of the Paramount properties over the years, okay? Transformers, Shrek, Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, Kung Fu Panda, the Terminator series, yeah. the Star Trek movies, okay? These are just a few. 
what is the the, the common bond to these movies? If, if I'm Greg Matola and I want to find a place that's going to think about this franchise long term, I want to find a movie studio that's actually well known for sequels. And I think that that's what they found with Paramount. Listen, I think you're right. But I, what I am a little nervous about is the Showtime part. You know, when Ham and Matola uh, dropped the heading to streaming part to us, Showtime is not what I had in mind. Showtime was not even in my mind. You know, not that we wanted it to go to Netflix, but Netflix was gonna would give you plenty of exposure. Showtime, I'm nervous, is not going to have that same impact. Think about what Netflix is doing lately. They're eliminating every series that people care about. They just, they just, they have it for one season and they cut it because of uh, budget issues. Netflix is in dire straits apparently right now. They're not doing well financially. So I'm kind of glad that. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. We just have to see, you know, this deal was done months ago and the response from Greg Matola, you know, Jason McDonald, everybody seemed to be very optimistic. They were very happy with this. They know more than we do. Yeah, exactly. They know more than us. They were very happy about it. They were happy that this was going to be the start of something. And they keep saying that this is going to be the first of many. So we'll see. And I think that they had that in mind when they signed this deal. So I think we're, we'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah, I think they definitely care about this, this, this a lot. Because think about it. They're putting it in limited theaters to gauge interest. They're putting it directly into houses the day that it comes out in theaters. Then they're going to put it on a streaming service. I mean, if it if the movie is great, then it'll have a future with the franchise. If the movie's not good by by general outcry, then it had its chance, you know, and, and it had a ton of different opportunities to survive on different platforms. A big part of it, too, is I wonder how they're going to market this movie. When are we going to start seeing stuff? I think what's great about Confess Fletch debuting in the theaters is that, to me and many people, a theater release is still the big leagues. Don't get me wrong, streaming services still have plenty of power and prestige, and things on there are as popular as can be. But I think debuting in the movie theaters still gives the Fletch franchise the prestige that it deserves and shows everybody that, hey, we're still in the big leagues here. We're starting in the movies, then we'll go down the streaming. You know, you don't know. There could be another crazy strain of COVID that could come along, you know, and, and, and next thing you know, no one's going to movies again. You know, you never know. It's, it's risky. So maybe there was, a, there was a risk assessment that went with this as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be fine. I'm actually really looking forward to the next eight weeks or so. We're going to be really busy because, you know, things are only going to get more and more exciting Oh, absolutely. September is right around the corner. We're going to blink and it's going to be here. So I imagine an official trailer will be released within the next two or three weeks, maybe early August. And uh, that'll be exciting to see because this is what we've been waiting for, guys. It's Fletch time. Oh, by the way, I think I had September in the uh, the, the the betting pool we had. So Did you? I, I don't think that's right. I won. I don't think yeah. that's accurate. Of course, I had September. It's my birthday <laughs> month. I said I'd take September because that's when my birthday is. Uh, I remember. It's the first time I've ever won anything. Don't take this away from me. <laughs> you know, so I was looking it up this morning because, you know, when I have time between at work, I'll just like Google search Confess Fletch and go to the news to see if there was anything. Oh, my God. I do the exact same thing, except I'm usually in the bathroom at work. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few outlets actually have pick this story up. Deadline is big. That's a big website. And that's actually where I saw it. 
there's another one here, joeblow.com, you know, just pretty much a regurgitation of what we saw on deadline. And But at the, the what I liked at the end was, now if we can only get the Harold Faltenmeyer back to do the score, that would be something. <laughs> he can't be that busy. What could he be doing right now? Well, I'm sure he's in Germany counting his money. I can't wait. I mean, can you believe it? It's been decades and we're finally going to see it. So how are we going to work this, boys? I mean, are we going to see it? Should we see it together? You know, should we order it and then see it together? Sit down and watch it and do a live stream of it or at least record it? I don't know. Yeah, I think all of the above. I think we record our our first time reactions. I think we record watch-alongs. I think we record live fan call-in shows, answer questions uh, about the movie. I think we do it all. We're going to be super busy that week. We're going to be nonstop. Well, I, I will tell you, I probably will see it twice that day, at least. So I probably will see it in the theater. And then if we have to, you know, I'll do it again at home that evening. That's no problem. Anything to support the team. Got to support the team. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Of course. Yeah, I think I think we uh, I think we pick the time and we we you know one two three hit play and uh, <sighs> rumble. I just through can't it, believe it's you know? happening. You know, I just finished Confess again. Uh, I did the audio <laughs> version. I know, I know. I've been like, I mean, like my wife's like, "Are you okay?" It's like you know, but I listened to it again. I did the I uh, listened to the uh, to the audio book to Jen John Miller's book, and um, yeah, it's just like it's told so and I picked up a couple of scenes that I had missed actually in the trailer that we had watched. I I, I kind of figure out a couple more scenes that I think are kind of at least uh kind of from the book or at least kind of um kind of take some at least inspiration from the book. So I think I have a better idea of how the movie fits in my head. So and I think how it will be on the screen. So I, it's funny, you know, when I'm driving in the car during, for work, I'm like, okay, I think this is how it's going to start. I think it's going to go here and here and here and here. So I think you just, I think you just Jake, when Jake drives to work in the morning, it's just like, he has no clue how he got there. <laughs> you just thinking about the movie layout the whole time. I, I will tell you, um, oh, I'm here. confidentially, I did talk to someone who had seen it. It was pretty much done. Um, and they thought it was great. And I will say, I can't talk specifics, but they were very happy with not only Ham's performance, but they thought the supporting characters were fantastic as well and did an amazing job. And they thought it was really funny. And I know, LJ, you had heard some rumors online too, right? We couldn't we couldn't confirm them, but it sounded somewhat legitimate. Yeah, it seems all the details from the movie that they saw fall in line with what we know and the things that we've discovered about the movie. And I think the one point or the two points I should say that are hammered home and have been since the very beginning, John Hamm is great in it and it's really funny. And I think that's the scariest part for people. Yeah. They're afraid that it's not going to be as funny as the Chevy chase version. And without a direct comparison, if people walk away and say, that was really funny. Or they tell people, hey, you got to see Fletch. It's funny. People are going to say, oh, okay. The first Fletch was funny. If this is funny, I'm going to love it. And I think that's the most important takeaway from the people that have seen it that I've heard. And if it's as funny as people are saying, Ham said it was funny. Roy Wood Jr. said it was funny. Everybody has said it, how funny it is. 
I think it's going to be a great success. Well, Matola's Matola's a funny director. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen. When I when I saw Superbad, it was back in 2007 when it came out. I saw it in the theaters. When I tell you, I was laughing so loud the entire movie. And you've all seen Superbad. You know how funny that movie is. I was laughing so so hard throughout that entire movie. So I'm not surprised. I think it's going to be the exact same situation when this movie comes out. We're going to be laughing very loud, and uh, it's going to be great. I think the biggest problem is going to be you're going to have so many annoying people in the world that are going to say, oh, if it's not Chevy, I don't care. And that's going to be its biggest uh, struggle. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think it's going to be yeah. good. I messaged Greg Matola the other day. I had a uh, super bad T-shirt on. And I took a picture of it and sent it to him. And I said, I'm wearing this shirt until I get my confess shirt. And he responded back and uh, said that uh, the idea of uh, McLovin having the Hawaii license was his idea. The the fact that he was from Hawaii. And if you think back to that scene, that scene in Superbad is hilarious. That scene is fantastic. So if it's going to be anything, you know, like that, with that little touches that he has, it's going to be great. Hopefully John Hamm can take a punch as good as McLovin because (laughs) (laughs) he really sells it. He really does. (laughs) He does, man. He does. Uh, Yeah, McLovin, I'd like to buy some. Oh! 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 Oh my god! (laughs) We know from the teaser trailer that Fletch takes at least one shot, and it's so funny, like the way he reacts after he's so traumatized afterwards. You know what I love, Bob? You mentioned that John Hamm has some quotes down at the bottom of this article, and uh, one thing I love that he says is, "I'm beyond excited to continue the story of Irwin M. Fletcher, but please don't call him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, When I saw that, I thought to myself, "He's ready. He's ready to take up the mantle." Then says. It's an honor and pleasure to bring Fletch back home in all his shamblings and off-center yet somehow witty, sophisticated, messy, funny glory to Paramount. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what, he's a hell of a salesman too, John Hamm, because every time he has been on the show and talked about how he's, he's going to be the next Fletch, he re- you could tell there's he loves the character. Like he has a, a passion for yeah. the character. And that, that just makes me believe that he's going to really knock it out of the park. Hey, he's the only one that has the balls to do it. And I think what you touched on, it's the reverence he has for Fletch. It's the reverence he has for the character that's going to help him pull this off. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, when, when in both cases for you, when you spoke to your people that have seen, either seen the movie or whatever they're aware of, knowledge of the movie, mm-hmm. in both cases, they say that the movie wasn't finished and it didn't have any music or credits yet? Yes, that was the report. And the person that I spoke to uh, completed movie, but no soundtrack, no credits. That's been the common thing, yeah. But the person I read about too said the same thing that there was no. That really makes me think. That really makes me think they're saving that for the surprise. <laughs> Jake, what about you? Well, here's the thing: the person I talked to, everything was in it, including the music. But they wouldn't say. They wouldn't say. Play. And I asked and asked, and there was no response. Smart. So, well, that person's in a in a bad situation because either the music's not there and they're gonna they don't want to be the one to disappoint you, or it is there and they don't want to spoil it. You know, so I have a feeling it's there. I really do. I really think if they, yeah. they want this I think we all to do, be yeah. a franchise, 
I really feel like that is such an iconic part. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's like the Raiders theme or the Star Wars theme. It's so related right, to it right, right, right. that I think that right. I think it's there. Yeah, I agree. I can't imagine they negotiated with Universal for parts of the movie property and only settled for Larry. The theme had to be a huge part, or the soundtrack in general had to be a huge part of the negotiation because, you know, if you think about it, they might have to use the theme in the commercial, in the trailer, because the average 80s movie fan who loved Fletch might not make the connection between John Hamm and the character. What connects John Hamm to Fletch would be the theme song. That would make you look up from your couch. That would make you look up from your phone and be like, holy shit, there's a new Fletch movie out. That's the that's the tissue that connects the two. That's more important than we may think. I'm not trying to be greedy. I'm not trying to be greedy. And, you know, we all want the Faltermeyer theme. But if I could also get a new updated version of Bit by Bit in the movie... <laughs> Or get out of town. Wouldn't that be great if they just pulled the entire soundtrack over to the new movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that one song that you guys always bring up? That's yeah, like like running for <laughs> that love. That would be or whatever? great. <laughs> Dan Hartman. Dan, Hart- Dan Hartman is tight-lipped right now. I think Dan Hartman's been dead for like thirty years. <laughs> when the hell did this happen? Yeah, AIDS. Re- he he died of an AIDS-related brain tumor. In 94. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, that news was extremely sudden. (laughs) You know what I love when movies do? When they put the characters like in an elevator, let's say, and they they play like a Muzak version of the theme song or a a soundtrack song, uh, a get out of town or bit by bit Muzak version might be a cool uh, thing to throw in there somewhere. That would be so cool. Well, we're going to find out Friday, September 16th, less than two months away. The day we've been waiting for forever. We know when it's coming. I'll be, I'll be honest. I probably will have a tough time sleeping the night before. I mean, I know that's kind of people might think, boy, that's kind of sad. But I mean, it's true because it's just been something that we've been wanting for so, so long. I try to keep my expectations yeah. in check. That being said, Looking at the pedigree of the people behind the scenes, I think we have reason to be very optimistic about it. The fact that they're going to be so keeping it closer to the book, that these guys are really funny. They really know what they do. They really know the tone of the movie and the book. And so I think we'll be fine. All right, Fletch fans, we'll see you in the movies on September 16th, but we'll talk to you a lot sooner than that. Don't forget to vote for us on podcastawards.com. We'll leave the link in the show notes, podcastawards.com. Please go out and vote. We got to win this one for Dan Hartman. Miss you, Dan. Miss you every day. It's time for us to get out of town. Until next time, for Jake and Bob, I'm Laker Jim. See ya. Probability of theme being (laughs) 10%.